0: Game. Tariq Ely on Tariq Elite Radio. You better wear do you remember when we fell in
1: love? We were young and innocent then.
0: Do you remember how it all began? It just seemed like heaven, so I did it. And do you? In the fall, I bet you
1: remember. We did it all day long. I bet you remember. Do you remember? I bet you remember us holding hands. I bet you remember. In each other's eyes, we'd stare.
0: What's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of the Mac Lessons Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, and I'm your gracious host. This is Mr. Tariq Elite, also known as King Flex, also known as Tariq Nasheed, ready to chop up some good game with the family. I'm busting that brand new Mac Wiles. That's that Remember the Time remix. Today's show is brought to you by TariqElite.com. That's where you can get your gear game up. Get the hats, the shirts, all that fly stuff at TariqElite.com. Now, we're going to chop up some real good game on today's show, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about the whole bedwinch phenomenon, and I want to get some of your your input on this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So I want you guys to call up. The phone number is 818-850-5404. That is the number to the hotline, 818-850-5404, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to talk about the whole Negro bedwinch thing. I talked about it Sunday on my live Ustream show. And we're going to dip a little bit more into it and really get down and and break the game down and spit some of that hot fire. And we will be right back right here on Tariq Elite Radio. Let me take a couple of commercial breaks and we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I'll holla. CaseUltra.com t-shirts. This month's shirt is dedicated to those seeking power. In the book, 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, the author advises seekers of power how to look in both directions at once, like the Roman god Janus depicted with two faces, one looking to the past, one looking to the future. This month's t-shirt comes with a booklet describing the design, and it also comes with free stickers. Sign up for the t-shirt subscription right now. Mac Lessons Radio listeners use the coupon code KFLEX and get 50% off of everything on your first month. Go to CaseUltra.com check out the brand new mixtape The Progression 2 by anime driven artist Bruce Stevens aka Tree of Life the first single and video is called Good Girls Gone Bad it explores the cause and effects of our actions and the cycles created in relationships that's the Tree of Life EP coming soon for more info and art go to IamBruceStevens.com Have you ever thought about pursuing a career in technology or are you currently working in the technology industry, but you've been frustrated about being the only black Hispanic or woman on the team? If so, you need to get the brand new book called Minority Tech written by Anwan Simmons, who has worked as a black man in technology for over 20 years. Minority Tech covers topics like the need of a code of conduct for black men, why affirmative action is valuable, and the importance of international travel, and the benefits that being a minority brings to technology. For more information, go to MinorityTech.com. You're now tuning into the king of game, Tariq Elite, on Tariq Elite Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back right here with the Mac Lessons Radio Show and Tariq Live. You should be tuning in at TariqLive.com. That's my other website, ladies and gentlemen, TariqLive.com. Or you can listen at MacLessonsRadio.com, ladies and gentlemen. And again, let me shout out to everybody who helped out with the making of Hidden Colors 2. I'm just so proud of many of my listeners for helping us get that paper together to get Hidden Colors 3 popping. We're getting Hidden Colors 3 popping. We're working on it. We're making it nice and crisp. And I'm going to keep people updated with everything. Now, you can get Hidden Colors 1 and 2 at HiddenColorsFilm.com by the way ladies and gentlemen now before i get into the game let's take a couple of calls i want to chop up game with the family what's up who's calling this is dara from new york what's your name young lady dara 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 d-a-r-a there you go how are you dara what's on your mind young lady I'm good. I just want to say thank you. I listen to your show all the time. But I have a question, Tyree, really, really
1: quick. Um, I'm kind of confused about something.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I'm dating this young man, and um, we've been seeing each other for about two months. I'm 45. He's 41.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I'm concerned because we had an argument this weekend because my phone, my cell phone was locked, and he has a problem with my phone being locked. I'm wondering, do you think that's an issue with a woman having her phone locked?
0: Well, you know what? When dudes are tripping about your phone being locked, let me keep it 110. Usually, he's doing some slick shit he's supposed to do. And he's looking to see if you're doing anything slick or even remotely slick or remotely deceptive to give him justification for what he's doing. So he's looking for some kind of justification if he's mad about your phone being locked because that's some bullshit to be mad about straight up and down.
1: People, exactly. You
0: people lock their phones just in case you you lose it. You don't want a motherfucker finding your phone, digging in your pictures, looking at your coochie shots or whatever. So there's a lot of reasons exactly. to lock your phone to protect your phone. That nigga is tripping. That nigga is straight exactly. up and down tripping. So you need to see what he has done slick. He's out here creeping around doing something. He's looking for justification for doing it. So start digging in his ass and watch, making sure his phone is unlocked. And you need to do some snooping around, Dara. All right. All right, thank you, Tyreek, Tyreek. Hey, not a problem. There you go. That's Dara had her slick nigga on the team. I ain't mad at you, Dara. Those intuitions went up. What's up? Who's calling?
1: Yo, what's up, man? It's Travis out of Baton Rouge.
0: What's up, Travis? Travis out of Baton Rouge. What's happening with you, player? Uh,
1: not much, man. Um, I saw you uh, had the lines open, so I gave it a shot. I finally got through, man. Appreciate that.
0: Not a problem, man. What's on your mind? Man, I want to know, man, this is kind of
1: like out the realm of what you normally talk about, man. But if you have any advice on how to deal with unruly neighbors, I got some uh, neighbors, man. I live in a nice neighborhood but the dude that owned the house next door. He rented out his uh, property. And these people got pit bulls and shit running all around. And I want to confront the brother in a respectful way. But I don't want to get confrontational with him about it.
0: Right. Um. You. you uh, are they are the dogs coming in your yard or what are they doing?
1: Yeah, man. And now uh, we got a school that's closed for around here, and the dogs been running around. They been in my yard. One of them looked like they was about to attack me okay. when I got home from work.
0: I thought I was going to have to shoot him. Yeah, yeah, you need to just just knock on the door like a friendly neighbor. You don't have to be confrontational. And and again, I got coyotes and wolves and all types of shit around my house, so I I feel you. (laughs) Somebody's dog, literally, I talked about this on Ustream, one of my neighbor's dogs ran in my house the other day Damn. yeah that he has wow. like yeah the motherfucker ran up and almost hit it with a skillet you dig but <laughs> you need to just on a friendly level just say hey man you know we got to get them dogs locked up in the house you know if you got kids say hey man I got kids and you know I, don't want, I, I got my family here I don't want the dog running up on us so man you got to kind of keep your dog on the leash just for your safety and our safety because you don't want your dog to get locked up in the pound or whatever so just holler at him like that man and he, he should be respectful of that you feel me
1: yeah, brother. I appreciate you man. There you
0: go. Thanks for the call, player. Yes, indeed. A lot of folks are calling up. Let me y'all ready to get us to some game. This is my game spit music. Let me put on my game spit music, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just get into the topic. So what I want to talk about, I want to talk about intelligent brothers versus negro bedwinches. That's what I want to talk about. Intelligent brothers versus the negro bedwinches out here. Now, On Sunday's Ustream, I did a whole thing about the Negro Bedwinches. And I I did a show about Negro Bedwinches a couple of years ago. And now the whole Negro Bedwinch topic is becoming popular in our lexicon right now. And last week, Ebony Magazine did a story about me and talking about the Negro Bedwinch phenomenon. There was a black feminist writer who did the story. They put it up on ebony.com. There was a lot of controversy surrounding that. A lot of people had a lot of opinions about it. They uh, some of the people from Ebony. I think they accused me of sicking people on the writer, which I didn't. I didn't tell anybody to go get at the writer or nothing like I don't have that. I don't do childish shit like that. People just chose to respond to the article because now a lot of people are seeing through A lot of the black feminist bullshit that I've been talking about for a long time, as you know, for those who are new listeners to the show, have a very strong opinion about the concept of black feminism and how detrimental it has been to the black community. And I I specify black feminism, not just feminism, black feminism, because feminism within the white community, that was something that was applicable. That was something that was a valid phenomenon because that was a power based argument in the black community black men and women are equally powerless so the mainstream feminist argument isn't applicable to black relationships and that has been my whole argument all the time and what a lot of black feminists will do they will cherry pick random incidents but you don't understand that racism and even sexism to a certain degree in the white community is systematic. It was a systematic thing. So white women, they challenged the system of white male patriarchy and a lot of black feminists trying to emulate a lot of things that white women do tried to take on the same type of jargon and the same type of ideology. And it just wasn't applicable to the black community. A lot of, things that happened in the black community as far as so-called sexism it was individual it wasn't systematic because we don't have a system in place that would perpetuate that And, and again i've made this argument several times but what a lot of black feminists will do will play naive to pretend to be naive which they're not they they clearly understand what the argument is and they will make up a straw man argument and then try to pretend that's what your argument is and then they'll argue against that. So black feminists again, I've always compared them to white white to to white supremacists. They have the same arguing and debating tactics. But again, this article with Ebony came out and a lot of very intelligent brothers, especially for my Twitter, because I, I basically retweeted it and I posted it up on my my Facebook page and a lot of the brothers and, and shout out to my brothers out there, man. And that's This is some real shit. Much respect to my brothers out here, my intelligent brothers who responded to them extremely intelligently, extremely articulately, and they just methodically broke those women's broke their argument down. These brothers just broke the argument down intelligently with scholarship, with history. They just broke their argument down. And even on the Ebony comment page, they were breaking these women's arguments down. And a lot of the black feminists were popping off from Twitter going onto the Ebony website, making their comments. And A lot of their comments were it was kind of childish. They were doing a lot of the name calling. Oh, you must be gay. You must be on the download, you know, all that little silly shit. And brothers just stuck to their guns. Brothers didn't fall for the nonsense. Brothers just, they didn't need to do that. They just stuck with scholarship, intelligence theory. They just broke their argument down. If you really understand the game, you can break black feminism down and all that rhetoric and bullshit. You can break it down real smooth if you know what you're talking about and if you see past all the bullshit. And what happened was the women from the Ebony Me- um, website, they, because there was like hundreds of of responses. There were hundreds of responses and what they did, they erased the article. Well, they didn't erase the article. They erased the comments. They erased the comments and then locked the comments. So nobody could comment. So that, you know, that's a sucker move. That's what white supremacists do. A lot of times when white supremacists, when they try to come up in a room or they put up an article, and on the article in the comment section you hear nigger this, nigger that, nigga, 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 you hear all this racist stuff, all these black folks are inferior, inferior black folks. Then they start talking about IQ, they have low IQs, they start trying to have this systematic or, or scientific racism talk until some real thorough brothers come up in there shitting on their whole argument intelligently because they'll let you sit up and say, crack of this, crack this. So they'll have a little name-calling war. But when brothers come up in those chat rooms breaking shit down with scholarship and history, then they'll stop posting the comments. up. They'll take that down. White supremacists' websites and, and message boards are known for taking down brothers who break their argument down, who shit on their arguments intelligently. And black feminists, they do the exact same thing. Now, again, when you look at the Ebony Ar- article, the comment section is closed. Now, they wouldn't close that comment section if those black feminists were making a valid argument in the comment section. And brothers were kicking their asses with intelligence and logic. And that's a big thing in our community. A lot of times, the intelligent brother is looked down upon. And there is a battle between intelligent brothers and the Negro bedwinches. Whenever there's a brother showing some type of intelligence, trust and believe the Negro Bedwinches, they get up in arms. They get upset. They get mad. This is why a lot of the women with the Negro Bedwinch mentality, either they like simp-ass, suck-butt niggas around them or they like wannabe thugs or just niggas who's on that dumb shit because then these women feel a sense of superiority over these dudes. But when a real thorough dude steps into the room, a brother... With his mouthpiece crisp, those Negro bedwinch black feminists, they hate that. And brothers can feel that. And I always say when brothers you go into corporate America, because corporate America is it's littered with a lot of Negro bedwinches systematically placed all over the place. And when you go in there, you can feel the ones who are the Negro bedwinches, because you can feel their hate, you can feel that energy. You can feel them looking at you with vitriol. They don't want you to come around. Because number one, you can see past their bullshit. When they get around you know, the Negro bedwinches, they get around white folks, they start shucking and jiving and skinning and grinning, and they know that you as a black man, if you got intelligence, you can see past their shit and that kind of embarrasses them. When those Negro bedwinches get the buck dancing around white folks, and when brothers are around, we, we we see, we see what you're doing. And they know we see what they're doing, and it, it embarrasses them. So that's why they don't want us around. You dig what I'm saying? So again, the intelligent brothers out there, and and I'm so glad that there's a rise of intelligent brothers out there because we do have a lot of dumb shit popping off, but now we have a lot of brothers who are intelligent, stepping up in the game, letting their voices be heard. And again, I take my hat off to these brothers who are on the Ebony website, breaking down those women's arguments. They were killing the game. And the thing is, on my Sunday show... Because uh, for the last uh, like the last week on Twitter, there has been a We Hate Tariq Nasheed Marathon on Twitter right now. <laughs> they have had a three-day nonstop We Hate Tariq Nasheed Marathon. Negro Bedwin's Twitter is just up in arms with me. I mean, literally around the clock. If you go to Twitter and search my name, it's just so much hate for me for the last few days it's it was it's hilarious bless their hearts and i don't mind every now and then every blue moon i get the the twitter hate they lash out somebody will stumble across an old quote in my book i mean because people were asking me why are they so mad i'm like who knows that somebody didn't found a tariqism, and then it started to circulate and go viral so, I got five books. I've been writing books for 15 years. I've had, I got 400 or damn near 500 recordings out there, podcasts. So there could be a million and one things that somebody could have heard and got offended by and then posted it on Twitter or Facebook and now they're mad. So who knows? I don't, I didn't, I didn't stop worrying about what they mad about. When they call, when they hit me up on Twitter and they're mad, I'm like, okay, we're cool. You'll be all right in a minute. All right, right. you hate me, I hate you too, my boy. (laughs) But it's usually the women with the Negro bedwinch mentality, because after they hate, you know, they, they stick around. They become listeners, so that that doesn't bother me. Hate and love is a thin line. Sometimes they 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 hate, and then when they start listening, they can't turn away. And then them same bedwinches, when they feel that game, they feel that ism. They start hollering on the low, like, "Hey, what's up? When you come into my town?" Then they start campaigning. So I know how you work. You're not fooling me. I see you, ladies. I ain't talking about them strong-faced ones. Every now and then, you get some confused Negro Bedwinches who don't know what's popping, who just needs a little... They, they need a little direction in their lives. But I digress. But the whole Negro Bedwinch mentality is extremely real. And I talk about it for a reason, because, again, I did my first full show about the Negro Bedwinch mentality in 2011, in December. And... I've I've talked about it on my show before as far back as 2008, but I just really broke it down in 2011. And then what happened in 2012, the TV show Scandal came out and that just broke all of it down. And people saw exactly what a Negro Bedwinch was and how other Negro Bedwinches or women with the Negro Bedwinch mentality, how they reacted to the, the show Scandal. And I talked about Scandal on Sunday's Ustream show, how that show is popular because the Negro bedwinch dynamic between the, the lead character, Olivia Pope, and the white president. That's the only reason why that show is as popular as it is. People talk about how great the writing is and that's why they like it. Let me tell you something. I don't give a damn how good the writing is on that show. If the writing was just 10 times better and the president was black and he had a white mistress... That show would not be as successful, and we all know that. It has nothing to do with the writing whatsoever. It's that dynamic between the Olivia Pope character and the white male of power. It is not about, well, we just want to see a nice-looking black woman on TV. Because I I get that, but I don't get that. I get that you do want to see attractive fly sisters on television, because Kerry um, Washington is very fly, and I love her to death. But it ain't about just seeing a black woman on television who's fly. Because, again, I understand the mammies and all that stuff you see on television. But, hell, Jada Pinkett had a show called Hawthorne that was on, I think, TNT. It wasn't on a major, but it was on um, television. And the ratings for that show wasn't all that hot. And she's a very attractive black woman. And I think she was even dating interracially. I think she had a Hispanic boyfriend on the show or whatever. But the show wasn't as popular. See, the the... Scandal show is popular because you have an attractive black woman with a very powerful white man. So it's that power dynamic. It's that Negro bed wench, um dynamic. And again, the show is a, a modern version of the Thomas Jefferson, Sally Hemming relationship. And again, I went into that on Ustream the other day. Now, some people, there's too many coincidences here when I talk about the Negro bed wench mentality for people to to just think it's a fluke. And there was a black feminist by the name of Cola Booth. Shout out to Cola Booth. Cola Booth might be listening. Cola Booth is a very well-known black feminist, especially on Twitter. A lot of the black feminists on Twitter follow Cola Booth. Cola Booth is very well-known. And Cola Booth tweeted a quote the other day. And I posted this quote on my Instagram Cola Booth, who's a very well-known black feminist, who a lot of other black feminists look up to and follow and, and take heed to her words. She did something and said something that was extremely bold. And I have a lot of respect for what she said, because I respect her honesty. And I told her this because we chopped it up. I wanted to have her on the show. She, she declined politely and she's, she was respectful to me, but I respect her honesty and what she said. I respect her honesty for what she said. She said, and, and she has verified this and she has reiterated her position on this. She said on her Facebook page, for all the people who are hating on scandal, she said, I would rather be a white man's whore than the gum on a black man's shoe. Fuck black men. That was her quote. And she said this and repeated it. She didn't take it back. She said and when I I put it out there on my Twitter and she hit me up. She's like, "Thank you Tariq for retweeting my quote." And I meant every word of it. So she is standing by that quote. And guess what? I have the utmost respect for her for being honest. Because a lot of these black feminists, they dance around They play games, they lollygag, they hide behind smoke screens. When I know what the ulterior motive is, I know what their true motive is. At least she came out and said exactly what the deal is. And I have nothing but respect for that. I have nothing but respect for that. And the thing is, what's interesting, no other black feminists, they all the people who follow her they haven't come out and said hey i don't agree with that or hey that doesn't represent me nobody everybody is real silent and they're silent because this is what they really think and i've been telling brothers i've been saying it for years a lot of the black feminists want to buddy up with the white male power system against the black community they have no problem doing that I want you to get that through your head. Now it's to the point where they're saying it now. They're saying it now. They are saying it out of their mouths now. It's like, okay, yeah, fuck it. I am. I'll be a white man's whore. Fuck you, niggas. Now what? So they're saying it. So now, will you do understand how deep this is? See, and I say this, and the reason I point this out is because the Intelligent Brothers out here, right now it's time to circle our wagons. We have to build a collective and a structure of Intelligent Brothers to really handle business. It's like CMB. We all we got, man. That's why I keep reiterating Intelligent Brothers. Intelligent Brothers because all these suck butt simp niggas who kiss the asses of these um, Negro bedwinch black feminists. Uh, you got to charge them niggas to the game. All these women out here when you see them Jumping over hoops to watch scandal, you got to put them on the the no-fly list sometimes, and I'm not trying to shit on all the people who watch scandal because they're people who just might be bored on Thursday night or whatever night it comes up on, and some women just like to watch the show. You might not necessarily have a Negro Bedwinch mentality, but the thing is, man, we're in a war right now, we're in a social war right now, and brothers have to be on alert, just like in the white community in the white community. If There are white women who are sympathetic and especially in the white community. For example, let me give you an example. Like in, When they were getting the Trayvon Martin case popping and they were looking for jurors, I'm assuming if any juror they were trying to select had any sympathy towards black folks, they wouldn't put their ass on the jury stand. If there were any jurors who had any kind of liberal mentality, they weren't putting them on the stand. They were probably looking or not even probably definitely looking for white people who thought like other white people who had a certain mentality or mind frame about black folks or about conservatism or liberalism. They look for people who thought like them because they're trying to win. See, we don't think like that. We give people passes without understanding what their ulterior motives are. We let them around us and we don't get shit done because they sabotage from within. So we have to know or be on alert for people who will sabotage us from within, even if they're not going to do it, if they look like they're going to do it, if they're standing next to people that's going to sabotage, we got to put them out of the circle. See that we got to create something where we can regulate certain behavior in the community. And it's going to be up to intelligent black men to do this. All this. Looking for a mommy figure shit that that shit is over because we don't know who's a bedwinch out here or not, and I, definitely all black women are not bedwinches that's that's not the case. that's why I don't put all black women or paint all black women with that umbrella because, like I said on Sunday, a lot of the negro bedwinches, the real ones, they don't like black women either, they don't like black women, they don't like black children, they don't like the black family again, they utilize the black female population to shield themselves and their agenda. So when you call out a Negro bedwinch for doing something, she can hop back in the crowd of other black women and say, hey girl, he's talking about us. He's being misogynist against us. Girl, look at him. That's that's their whole tactic. So the thing is you gotta be very careful and you gotta understand the game. And also, guys, if you debate with some of these Negro bedwinch um feminists you gotta watch how you do make sure you don't do no name calling just like with Cola booth. I didn't do like it right now I'm not name calling Cola Boop because I don't have to again I like the fact that she was honest so I have no reason to name call her she has let me know and let other people know where she stands with our community so I know not to fuck with her when it comes to building something for the black community hey people like her will keep you over there you stay where you are and you do your thing and I'm gonna keep the plans that we got away from you and people like you. So now I'm I'm glad you let me know where you stand. And I'll let you know where I stand. See, that's the thing, man. You got to handle a lot of these conversations very intelligently. Because see, on Twitter, like I said, I was attacked heavy on Twitter. I mean, it's just a lot of name calling because I did my Sunday show and a lot of these Negro Bedwins, black feminists were scared to call up Because you can't really go toe-to-toe with somebody like me because I'm too thorough. I don't play games. I know what I'm talking about. I stand on my word. I do my research. And I know how to call out bullshit. And the thing is, a lot of these Negro Bedwinch feminists, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And, and a lot of people on Negro Twitter don't know what they're talking about. Negro Twitter is basically people hear one thing and then they just run with it without doing research. There's something right now, people on Negro Twitter, they're mad at Kenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live because of a misquote he said about black female comedians. He said something like black female comedians, um, they're not on the show because I guess they don't audition them or um, they don't have enough that's ready to be on live TV. He said something, it was a very innocent quote that he made and now Negro Twitter, they've run with it, misquoting the dude, and now they're mad at him. So Negro Twitter is basically just a bunch of whiny, baby-ass niggas with nothing to do but just the boo-hoo over just, just fake nigger outrage over any and everything. They, all of that is a smokescreen to stay from challenging racism, white supremacy. Even when they attack me, all that, fuck you, Tariq. I, I had so much, fuck you, Tariq. Eat shit and die, Tariq. And these are old motherfuckers, too, on on Negro Twitter. It ain't even young people. You have a lot of old, people really too old to be doing some of the shit they're doing. Some of these women, some of these women are way too old to be on Twitter with some of the comments they're making. Fuck you, uh, eat, eat my dildo. It's just real childish dumb shit. And these are people's mothers and nanas. These are old women. There's like a, a, a sense of arrested development with a lot of these negresses and negroes out here. They just never grew up. You got stuck at a certain age and you never wanted to get out of that. It's kind of sad. And and negro Twitter was kind of sad. Negro Bedwinch Twitter is kind of sad because I see these people and I see that they're suffering because they can't communicate and they can't articulate themselves in an intelligent way so that's when people lash out childlike it's kind of sad when you look at it and fellas and this is another tactic when you are debating and I, I, again I take my hats off to the intelligent brothers who were debating the Negro Bedwinch feminists on Ebony they didn't do any name calling and that's another thing when you debate them be sure you don't get into any name calling because that's what they want you to do their tactic is to bait you into name calling them. Just like with the white supremacists, when you are debating a white supremacist, they'll try to say some slick stuff to get you to go into a whole name calling thing with them. So that way you can, in your, in their mind, you lost your cool and they can just hurl insults back and forth and then label you as the angry, angry black man. Y'all remember when I was debating this, um, closet white nationalist johnny you can hear the interview on youtube or you can hear it on my show archives Tariq Nasheed debates a, a, a closet white nationalist i was debating this guy and he kept thinking that i was going to call him names or he kept thinking that i was going to go off on him because of the stuff he was saying Like, so yeah i know you're gonna be mad at me for saying this i know you're gonna get me and, and call me name no no i'm not gonna do that because I'm going to take care of your little ass in, in, with, with logic, with history, with scholarship, with intelligence. I don't have to resort to name calling. I, I got scholarship that will destroy your conversation and your 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 logic. That I got scholarship that will destroy your argument. So, yeah, I don't have to get into that name calling. And that's what they want you to do with the Negro Bedwinches when they're arguing back and forth on Twitter. Well, fuck you, nigga. You must be gay. The average dude to be like, well, fuck you, bitch. You must be a dyke, you know. I don't do all that. No, 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 no. I I always take the high road with them because they lash out because they can't articulate themselves with intelligence. And the thing is, they try to bait you into insulting them. And the minute you insult them, you say, oh, fuck you, bitch, you ain't shit, you fat, ugly, stank. The minute you insult them, they're going to start playing the black woman suffering card. Oh, they're going to pull out the black victim card. The minute you start calling them names after they didn't call you all types of gay, this, gay, that, you say something about them, all of a sudden, oh, Lord, see, look at them, look how they abuse, look how they abuse me, I'm the black woman, oh, how they abuse the black woman, I'm the black woman is the mule of the earth, the- oh, Lord, they abuse me, so we, the, we've taken the burden of the community, you know, they started the, the whole Maya Angelou, Harriet Tubman speech, <laughs> when they ain't put in no work. So you got to understand their tactics, so you, you take the high road and just tear that ass up with intelligence and then when they start with the whole infantile name calling check them on it intelligently hey why you name calling you gotta be better than that chastise them like the children they are because right now it's time to step the game up it's time to be thorough right now ladies and gentlemen and again the whole negro bedwinch revolution see they're mad because now they're Motives are being exposed now now brothers are waking up to what I've been trying to say and teach for years and the, the Negro Bedwins don't want that see they've always hid their agenda they've hidden their agenda for years and it's been politically incorrect to criticize any black female for anything let alone the Negro bedwinch. but we gotta start criticizing the behavior because it's detrimental and it's damaging to the community you understand that? So we got to be able to check them on that stuff and to understand and identify who they are so we can stay away from them. See, we got to understand this. And again, I specify black feminism and not white feminism. White feminism, black feminism, two different things. And and if any black feminists out here you want to call up, again, my phone line is open. I'm live right now. The number is 818-850-5404. That is the number to the show, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to call up. If you want to call up, let's see who we got on the phone real quickly. What's up? Who's calling? Hello? Yo, Flex, what's going on, Big Tim? What's going on, man? Who is this? you a lot of ATL. What's happening with you, baby? I'm good, man. What's on your mind? Oh, nothing much, man. I just saw you tweeted at the show,
1: man, just called to give you a shout-out, man, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, Big Tim, keep that game coming, man.
0: Much respect, man. Thank you, brother. Yes, indeed. But like I said, man, any black feminists want to call up and say i'm wrong feel free to call up i have no problem again my phone line is all is open i don't do the whole name calling on twitter that I'm, I'm too grown for that as people say i'm way too grown for that i can handle you with intelligence and scholarship come holler at me on that level and again the number is 818-850-5404 what's up who's calling
1: Yo, Tariq, man. Name's Danny, man. Uh, My friends call me LMD.
0: Hey, what's up, Danny? How you doing, bruh?
1: Hey, man. Doing good, though, Tariq, man. Chilling in the Bay Area, man. Nice weather, nice air.
0: Yes, indeed. So, what's on your mind, real quick, player?
1: Hey, Tariq, man. Hey, answer this question for me. All right. How do you tell a woman that her breath is stinking like boiled hot water?
0: Um, well, shit, just give us some gum, or what you do, you can put some scope or some mouthwash in an ice tray and put some little um, popsicle things in it and um, make some scope sickles for. Her. Make us some little scope sickles and have a lick on them for about two or three days. Uh, thanks for the call, bro. Uh, I want to keep the flow of the show going. All right. <laughs> but like I was saying, man, I don't want to lose the continuity of the show here. Like I said, black feminism, white feminism, totally different things, two different things, because with white feminism, see, white feminism, they were critical of the white male power structure. But the thing is, the white women, they were still dependent upon that structure. They knew that they were dependent upon that structure. So they had to they had to be very careful not to be too disrespectful. See, the white feminists, they criticize certain policies but they weren't just flat out disrespectful to white men because they still had a certain dependence on them. But in the black community, the black females after the 1960s were no longer dependent on black men. So black women were completely disrespectful to the black men. When they start taking on some of the feminist ideology and flipping it, a lot of black women were vehemently Disrespectful to a lot of brothers, and even now, the disrespect is major. People talk about brothers disrespecting women, but a lot of black women have this strong sense of disrespect for brothers. I mean, go look at some of the tweets they said about me. Look at some of those tweets. And any brother who disagrees with a lot of black women, all of a sudden, they just you, you ain't shit, you gay, your mama ain't shit, your dad. So they go and it's this whole disrespect thing. That's because they weren't dependent on black black men, but the thing is these Negro bedwinch feminists are dependent on white men, so this is why they show them difference they show them a certain level of respect they don't come at them with that same level of disrespect. A lot of these black women are totally dependent on the white males. see a lot of brothers brothers are not for the most part are not completely dependent on the white system because the thing is brothers we know that we've been marginalized we know that we're an out group so brothers have to always think of other ways to get their little paper even if you work in corporate america <clears throat> you gotta at least have you a little side hustle even if a nigga works at ibm he's gonna sell incense on the side or paint cars on the side or some shit you got your little side hustle because you never know when corporate america is going to give you that pink slip so brothers know the game so we know not to get too dependent. We know to have some kind of other hustles going on, whereas a lot of sisters, they become totally dependent on that system. You dig? And because they're dependent on that system, they show more respect to the white males. That's why scandal is so popular. Again, scandal and the popularity of that reflects that. So we got to understand how this game works, ladies and gentlemen. And the thing is, a lot of, in, in, in the The dependence of black women on the white male power structure goes, it's it's goes through every type of financial category, every kind of economic class. It goes through the middle class sisters, the high class sisters, even the low level sisters. They're dependent on that white male power system. But the thing is, you have to understand this. What will happen if there's a glitch in that system? See, people don't ever understand that. If there's a glitch in that system, what are you going to do? Because when you depend on that system and then that system somehow fails and you're identified as a Negro bedwinch, what's going to happen? Y'all got to think like that. And again, that's why you better identify who these Negro bedwinches are because you never know when there's going to be a glitch in that system. When there's a glitch in that system, you are in danger. You dig? I give you an example look at now right now the government is shut down a lot of people those EBT cards ain't working right now around the country a lot of people a lot of these women who got their little EBT cards them shits ain't working right now so white daddy ain't around right now so shit is about to get thick a little bit if this whole government thing goes on for a long time you know a lot of these women they ain't so slick in the mouth right around now in the hoods around the the country there's a there's a hush around the neighborhoods and the ghettos in the in the black areas around the country because them EBT cards you can't you can't swipe them like you could now. It, it, it there's a problem right now. So if it gets bad and the white daddy ain't there to protect you, now what? And you've been identified as a negro bedwench, that's not a good look. Again, history always repeats itself. And I talked about this like during slavery whenever there are slave rebellions when the system would break down temporarily they would say let's go let's get the bedwinches first let's get the negro bedwinches first then the massa then the overseer they would methodically get all these groups So this shit is real out here But the thing is man the negro bedwinches And their ideology, you got to understand why they come up with this ideology and some of these terminologies and these colloquialism, just like this whole street harassment thing that I talked about a few weeks ago. The whole concept of street harassment that's going on, that these women are going around talking about all these brothers harassing them in the street. And and lately you've seen a big influx of all of this information, of all of this stuff talking about street harassment. We got to fight street harassment, street harassment. And those were terms that came from the 1980s from black feminists. Why is that term coming up now? And I did a whole show about this last, well, a couple of weeks ago. And the thing is, you have to understand this right now. And like I've always said black feminism white supremacy goes hand in hand they are intertwined trust me they are the black feminists are the watchdogs of white supremacy they're their guard dogs the stop and frisk program as we know has been rampant in urban urban areas around the country and there's a, a video right now that happened in Philly of these white cops just shaking these brothers down saying real slick racist shit I mean so Stop and frisk is on the hot seat right now. And there's a judge in New York that voted it or ruled it as being unconstitutional. So now they can't just keep doing the stop and frisk like they used to no more. They're going to have to stop. But remember, racism doesn't go away. It's only refined. They just reshape it and repackage it and then give it right back to you. So now what they needed to do is get out in the streets and control brothers with stop and frisk. Now that it's not constitutional to do that, they came up with another way. Hey, let's bring out our watchdog Negro bedwinches to come out here and say that, hey, we're being harassed by all of these dudes on the streets. And what they're trying to do now, and I want you guys to research this, they're trying to make it literally a crime to quote unquote harass a woman in the streets. And harassment don't mean, hey, ma, hey, ma, hey, ma. If you just look at a woman, they consider that harassment to a certain degree. This is what they're saying is harassment. If you say, hey, good morning, how you doing? Oh, God, I'm being harassed. So they're talking about putting apps on phones to take pictures of dudes and to call cops on dudes. And that's going to be the new stop and frisk, y'all. I'm, I'm y'all. Follow me on this. You better watch these these laws and how they, they're born. You better watch how some of these laws are born. They're going to use that whole the the street harassment as the new stop and frisk as a way to criminalize the brothers so now they can just say hey there's this man looking at me and then the cops can come and then they'll have justification instead of just say, saying hey stop and frisk and let me frisk you for no reason now they have a reason to stop them so please understand how this game is going the negro bedwinches are very dangerous family The Negro bedwinches are very, very, very dangerous. And a lot of dudes are very scared to call out their fuckery. And unfortunately, a lot of sisters out there, you're scared to call out their fuckery, too. Because a lot of times, a lot of black women out here who are very thorough, they want things done for women's issues. They want to say, hey, look, I'm down for women's issues. And you go to college and, and there's a women's issues meeting or women's studies class. And you're like, hey, I'm a woman and I want equality for women. You know, I'll, I'll stand up for that thinking that it's a legitimate thing and then you go to one of these damn Negro Bedwins meetings and a lot of y'all sisters y'all go to these meetings and you are like, oh damn because I hear sisters tell me this all the time they say look I went to a meeting with some feminists and I wasn't with that shit they were talking but a lot of women y'all go sit up around these Negro Bedwins black feminists and they start talking all this crazy shit behind closed doors and you start seeing the real them but you end up being scared to say something or even scared to not participate because some of these Negro bedwinches are big and burly, like big fucking dudes. Some of these damn negro bedwinches be scaring y'all. They like them scared straight counselors. They be like, yo, you bet you you down with this feminist movement, girl? Well, I don't know. You, you, you better be down with They be punking you. So you're getting punked by this big old burly ass Negro bedwinch, and you're like, Well, shit, I better not say nothing. Because they're worse than dudes. A lot of them try to complain about street harassment. Have you seen one of them Negro Bedwinch studs? They worse than dudes on the streets. If you talk about harassing somebody, one of them Negro Bedwinch studs, they way worse than a dude. They thirstier than dudes. If we're going to talk about black patriarchy and all that shit, they worse. If we're going to go there now, if we want to go there. But again, we got to understand how these negro bedwinches operate. So that's why it's very it's up to the intelligent brothers to be on top of their game and stay true to the game and keep this thing fly. Let's see who's calling. I would love for some of these women to call up by the way because again, my phone line is wide open if you have any kind of um um opinion about it. What's up? Who's calling?
1: Hey, what's going on? Uh This is uh Gerard in uh Atlanta.
0: What's up, Gerard? How are you, player?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I I was just uh calling up cuz I was trying to break down some of that uh, Negro bed mentality because my ex-girlfriend kind of exhibits a lot of that. Oh, really? And uh, and what she said was um, she told me that that white men seem to want to settle down more and marry more than uh, black men.
0: Yeah, they want to marry their women. Yeah, they want to marry their women. Of course they do. Yeah, they want to marry their women. Yeah, because the thing is, there is no... There's no system in place that's thwarting them from providing for a family. So, of course, they have more incentive to settle down, whereas in the black community, we have to be very real. Us trying to get inside the dominant society, we're marginalized as far as employment, and it's more difficult for brothers trying to work the pieces in corporate America to provide for a family when you have a concentrated effort to keep them out. Let's just be very real about that. So it would be more difficult for them to provide for a family. You, you dig what I'm saying?
1: I understand it completely I as a matter of fact I told her I said, look at your job, she's in PR I said, how many brothers work in your job? Absolutely. And none. Yeah, exactly. And I was like and I told her, you know, in corporate America brothers understand and they actually look out even for sisters they look out for everybody more so than any other group Absolutely. including black females other black females and uh it's just you know when she looked at it, she was like you know what's a black male mentor and and uh and you know i'll point out i got i got young brothers who got married like i'm i'm 33 yeah so several of uh, my brothers here in atlanta they just got married three intelligent brothers all got married but when you find you know the person who's compatible and see everything you're looking for then a brother's gonna settle down with you absolutely you know who's intelligent and
0: has needs. absolutely all right man thank you for the call brother yes indeed but yeah like i said man brothers out here man we just got to step it up man understand and sisters too don't don't let the negro bedwins black feminism intimidate you and try to pull you in and try to make you the next wannabe olivia pope and brother stay on top of your game Stay thorough with your game, and you're going to be all right. The family's going to be all right. And also check for Hidden Colors 3 coming soon. You can get Hidden Colors 1 and 2 at HiddenColorsFilm.com. Family, don't forget, go to right now. As a matter of fact, everybody type in TariqElite.com. Get the T-shirts, get the hats. A lot of great clothing there at TariqElite.com, family. And follow me on Instagram at TariqElite on Instagram. Everybody follow me right now, ladies and gentlemen. I am out on the Mac Lessons Radio show. Check out maclessonsradio.com, and we'll, we'll be here next week chopping up good game.